welcome to the Philia podcast. Philia means daughter. We are the daughters of the women who came before us and we fight so that our daughters may be free. We are a women-led volunteer organization. Our vision is a world free from patriarchy where all women and girls are liberated. We seek to contribute to the women's liberation movement by building sisterhood and solidarity among women locally, nationally, and globally. By amplifying the voices of women, particularly those less often heard or purposefully silenced, and by defending women's human rights. Our podcast seeks to shed light on some of the most pressing issues facing women and girls around the world. Please take from them what you can. In sisterhood and in solidarity, the Philia team. Welcome to everybody. Um, my name is Susie. I'm a Philia volunteer. And today we have Gemma Aitchison from Yes Matters with us. Um, welcome, Gemma. And thank you for your, um, making time to speak to us about uh, Yes Matters and the work that you're doing in schools to tackle um, sexism and rape culture. Hey Susie, thanks so much for talking to me today. Um, obviously, as a Philia volunteer, I'm always happy to do Philia things because Philia is brilliant. Slightly biased. It is indeed. Um, uh, yes, I should add, Gemma is also a spokeswoman for Philia. And uh, now that there is a lot of uh, talk about uh, rape culture and sexism uh, in the news. Uh, I think it's timely that we talk about what schools can do to tackle uh, the problem of girls being sexually harassed on an um, exponential level. And uh, what kind of things do you think can be done, Gemma? Um. Oh, like there's so, so much that can be done. I mean, at the heart of this um, is gender stereotypes and for girls specifically, sexual objectification culture of women and girls um, is at the heart of this because we live in a society that does that to women and girls. And as we've seen throughout history, before you, um, before you do something that's unacceptable to a group, you first dehumanise that group. Um, and, you know, that is the case with women and girls, um, but it seems to be almost the acceptable ism, you know, um, for some reason. So, mm -hmm. you know, these headlines that talk about Ofsted or that talk about, you know, other things when it comes to girls, they always use a word that they, they say it's shocking, but I don't really understand you know, how it can be shocking, you know, when we put our children in a society that teaches them that what matters about girls and women is how they look and that they are decorations or objects to be used um, and valued according to how pretty they are, according to, to what men think, how we can then be shocked by the results of that, results that are very obvious, um, which is why 
back in 2014, we started campaigning for a compulsory sex education that um, included things around consent and around gender stereotypes and highlighting that, um, which was supposed to come out in schools last year, but obviously because of COVID and things, that didn't really happen and it's more sort of coming out this year. Is that in reference to the PSHA curriculum that, um, that you, yeah. you contributed to? Uh, yeah, we uh, we campaigned for it um, and um, because we said essentially Pornhub is being sex education to our children, which unfortunately it still is. And um, we did some work with um, the shadow secretary for women and equalities at the time that was Sarah Champion, who was really supportive. Mm -hmm. And then we came together, there was like a cross-party group where we came together to contribute um, towards the sex education. And we were involved in um, writing the parts about consent, writing the parts about gender stereotypes and raising that they are harmful mm -hmm. covering health relationships and um... yeah so sort of sort of more about how gender stereotypes are harmful because we see gender stereotypes we see them in domestic abuse we see them in violent crime we see them in you know rape we see them in murder we see them in child sexual abuse we see them in child sexual exploitation over and over again so we see things like um you know in domestic abuse the need for dominance need for control you know the man has to be dominant in control he's entitled to to respect just for being a man mm -hmm. um we also see that in rape and, and the entitlement that comes from sexual objectification um in the female gender stereotype we see you know, entitlement to our bodies, entitlement to our time, entitlement to us to provide, you know, free labour and things. You know, gender stereotypes are at the root of a lot of problems for women and girls and also high suicide rates for boys because if they're taught don't cry like a girl and man up and, you know, that, that having emotions is female instead of human, then they don't have emotional regulation skills and they don't go to people to ask for help with mental health and things like that. So I know the latest thing is to say that gender is um, progressive, but, you know, the research I've done extensively since 2013 tells me that gender stereotypes are only beneficial to the people selling pink and blue things because they get to sell twice as much and they're not really helpful to anybody else. Yes, and there does seem to be a backlash um, in terms of these stereotypes being pushed onto younger and younger children. Um, and there are many ways of tackling this problem of uh, the culture of sexism and rape culture all across society. In terms of education, um, educational establishments, uh, of course, there needs to be a national strategy in place, which is uh, lacking at the moment. But um, there's also, as you must be aware, um, a campaign 
that's by a student called uh, Somasara uh, last June called Everyone's Invited. And I think the website has been inundated with accounts of sexual harassment and sexual assault against girls um, in uh, secondary schools and colleges and universities. Uh, so all of these do, do count towards uh, the work that you're doing um, to, to change attitudes. Uh, how else do you think um, teachers will be equipped in terms of um, the curriculum content that you've contributed to? What other work um, can, can they do? Uh, I noticed that you have a commitment that schools can make to tackling this problem too. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Um, well, the the thing with what most schools can do was how the Yes Matters commitment was kind of formed really, because the reality is that our teachers, um, they are trained as educators, that, that's what they do. So they're not experts in um, supporting victims or victim rehabilitation or anything like that. And so what I thought about was, you know, these teachers are now pulling together this PSHE curriculum. They're following the government guidance as they should be doing, but they're not prepared for all the disclosures that they're going to get because as a society, we ignore the realities of being a female. We tend to downplay, minimise, you know, like, you know, we say it's shocking, like it doesn't happen a lot. So what's going to happen is these teachers are going to talk to these kids about what healthy relationships are and what consent is and what respect is and that everyone is supposed to be able to, to have that and what unhealthy relationships look like. And these kids are going to come to a lot of realisations to... What, what has happened in their lives, what they've seen, what they've seen their friends do, what they've seen family members do. And the reality is that teachers are going to get a lot of disclosures and they're not going to know how to deal with them because they're not trained to know how to deal with them. And, you know, the automatic response might be to just, you know, push the kid towards the legal route. But as we know, sexual offences and things... They're not taken seriously. The legal route is failing girls and women alike. Um, rape is pretty much legal in the UK. And um, domestic homicide is also at a historical high. And that's not a coincidence because sexual offences, um, you know, men who kill women and girls always have sexual offences in their past. So we're essentially a state that condones and enables violence against women and girls. So the teachers are going to have no idea how to support these pupils. So what we decided to do was to put together the Yes Matters commitment. And essentially what it is, is a list of commitments that the school will do um, and also get training to do that will be around addressing um, rape culture in schools, which um, Ofsted found today that nine out of ten girls feel unsafe in schools um, because of rape culture and because of sexism. And so what, what we're asking schools to do is to sign up to the S Matters commitment, which will hopefully become a sign that 
as a parent, if you know that your school is signed up to the Yes Matters commitment, you know that if anything happens to your child, that it will be dealt properly, dealt with properly, and that your daughter, your niece, your goddaughter, um, they are going to be safe in that school. And and the list of commitments that we're asking schools to commit to are never to condone and enable rape culture. Have disclosure management skills, including knowledge of the legal procedures that pupils may need support going through. To have zero tolerance of sexual harassment with implications for the perpetrator and not for the victim. To challenge pornography and sexual objectification culture. To be trauma informed, to be able to support victims in healthy coping strategies so they do not suffer. To support boys with emotional development skills. Um, to have anti-victim blaming knowledge and tools, to have knowledge of CSA and its implications for the family of the child, have critical awareness of online sexual offences, including OnlyFans and child-based abuse material, to have perpetrator tactics knowledge so that staff and pupils can identify them and so that they stop working, to have local signposting information in place, um, so they're, they're the commitments that, that the school will have to sign up to. And we would provide, you know, training for all of that. We will provide like staff training so that then they, they are informed in what to do if any of those things happen to the young people at their school so that they will know if they get disclosure, be that child sexual abuse, be that sexual harassment, be that a sexual offence, that they will then have the tools to actually deal with that in the best way. And also that if there is a young person that is going down the legal route or, or not, the trauma that they will have, that they will be able to support them with that trauma in the healthiest and the safest way. Because we feel like that is a gap um, that is there at the moment. That sounds like a great initiative that you've started. Um, has there has there been a since since it's been quite recent that you've um, launched it? How's the take up of the commitments been so far? Um, we we've had a couple of inquiries so far. So we we only um, put out the information today. Um, we only made it public today. Um, which was, you know, given the timing of the Ofsted findings, um, was unexpectedly good timing. Um, but yeah, it has only it has only been one day really, and and we need to get the word out there. But so far, it seems that that schools are aware of these findings and they care. They want to be, you know, there for young people. And they want to make sure that it's a safe environment for them to learn in, for them to thrive in, for them to feel safe in. Mm -hmm. And I guess essentially this is the tool to give them that because, you know, um, a lot of teachers, you know, if, if a child discloses child sexual abuse, it's, it's not going to occur to them that the majority of perpetrators of child sexual abuse are family members or family friends. And therefore they won't, know to expect that the family may be hostile after the child discloses this or that there could be implications that they are, um, you know, ostracised from the family and things like that. There's a lot of things that 
teachers won't know to consider because you, you know they're not trained in that so we're, we're telling teachers to deal with these subjects and they're not actually helping them deal with the aftermath of that um so I feel like the teachers want to help and they want to have a good environment for all the pupils to be safe um but they just they don't have the training for that yet which is what we're aiming to provide how would how would the school um be able to take you up on on a commitment what would they need to do in this case um so there's a bit more info on our website also would need to do would be to email to yesmattersuk at gmail.com um, so they just email us and then what would happen would be they'd get um, all the information, they'd get like an information booklet, including like pricing and things like that to consider. Um, and then they would let us know whether they wanted to go ahead with that or not. Um, we, we will also have um, like funding in place for state schools because we're aware that, um, you know, government run schools have less funding. Um, and what's also really good is that, you know, when a school signs up to this, um, you know, they, they get the staff training and they also get a PSHE app, which is um, for the pupils to do sort of like games and activities on the app that are about things like consent, gender stereotypes and things. Um, so, you know, they have quite a lot that they get for it. But also that money goes towards um, some of the other programmes that Yes Matters runs, which is um, programmes for young people who have been victims of sexual offences and child sexual abuse. So we provide victim rehabilitation and support um, as well. Uh, that covers pretty much everything that I wanted to ask you. And I think there's also a contact form on your website that uh, schools can use to inquire further about the programme that you're proposing to, to roll out across schools. Um, does it include primary yeah. schools as well as secondary schools or um, higher education? Um, yeah, it, it does, but I, I am I'm very aware that when it comes to primary schools, um, you know, people are more sensitive about that. I mean, they don't really accept the information so um, evidence out two weeks ago shows that um, the age of exposure to pornography is, is actually now seven years old whereas a couple of years ago it was 11 years old and you know age seven is also the age that, that girls start hating their bodies and peer-on-peer -peer abuse is massively up in primary schools and one in three girls of primary school age experiencing unwanted sexual touching and so you have all this evidence to say um, but still when it comes to primary school teachers and parents alike are very much all about oh no protect their innocence we don't want to talk about that stuff so um, although we you know it is appropriate because it's just the staff that are going to be trained to help them if these situations occur. Um, I think that we will probably get less inquiries by primary schools. Mm -hmm. uh, like you like you just mentioned, there has been a lot of research into the extent of sexual harassment and sexual assaults 
in schools against girls um, perpetrated by boys, um, including the Ofsted report. And both Nasud and NEU have spoken out against um, the prevalence of sexual assaults against girls, as well as female teachers in schools. Yeah. So these are quite positive um, actions taken by organizations that support staff. We need to kind of take note of all these statistics that you've brought to our attention. Uh, yeah, I guess um, what what I'd probably um, say closing is, you know, if, if you're a teacher, a parent, um, and you're worried about, you know, the, the stuff that Ofsted have found today with nine in ten girls feeling unsafe because of sexism in schools, if you're a PSAT lead, if you're on School of Governors, anything... Um, just get in touch, you know. Um, we we think that this is really needed in schools because essentially I think as adults we need to take responsibility for the world that we put our young people in. And young people are like sponges. They soak up the world around them. And in this case, they've soaked up a society that, condones and enables violence against women and girls and sexism and so what we need to do is you know give them the proper support that they need and arm them with the tools so that then as they're older they can have a healthy and safe relationship with themselves and with other people and they deserve that you know young people boys and girls they deserve to know what is safe to know what is acceptable to know what isn't acceptable so that then throughout life they can you know keep themselves safe and and be happy and ultimately that's that's what yes matters is about it's about young people having the tools to live good lives and happy lives and safe lives um so yeah that's that's the most important thing for us Thank you. I think that information would be very useful to all our listeners and I will put the link to your website um, when it goes up on the um, Filio website so that people can, people can find out more about your organisation and also schools can contact you to inquire. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, it's it's feminism in education <laughs> feminism is the cure i say absolutely <laughs> absolutely thank you so much for um taking the time to talk to me today thank you very much for your time and wish you all the best with, with your work and hope there's a good take-up of your commitment from schools Thank you so much. So do I. Um, our young people definitely deserve it. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We are incredibly grateful to all the women who donate their time and their efforts to create this podcast. That includes our guests, our interviewers, and our editors. 
You can find us on your favorite listening platforms like Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Philia Podcast. Please help us reach even more women. You can do that by subscribing to our show, by sharing this podcast with your friends, with your family, and with your coworkers, or by leaving us a positive rating and review. Philia organizes the largest annual grassroots feminist conference in the UK. We would love to see you there. You can support our work by joining the Friends of Philia scheme, by giving a solidarity ticket so that even more women can join our conference, and by subscribing to our newsletter. Please take a look around our website, philia.org.uk, to find out more. Together, women make magic happen, and we can't wait to be in touch with you.